You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. With Shannon Lee and Rachel Cobb, check. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Welcome to the Playing with Balls podcast. We are live not in Santa Monica tonight. We are in Hermosa Beach. Yes. And you are Rachel Kopchak. <laughs> yes, I am. And you are Shannon Lee. I am. And we are at our guest house tonight. Uh, he is a sports analyst and compu- slash computer scientist slash sports fan. Uh, Jeremy Abramson is here. Thanks Hello. for having us. Hey. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So we're going to do a quick little life update and then we will dive into all of the algorithms and analyses that you have to offer. Was that the correct wording of all that? Mm-hmm. Close enough. That'll that'll, that'll work for these purposes. Um, Algorithms sounds really interesting. Can't wait to dive deeper into that. Right? That was sarcasm. But anyway. So I just got back from Denver for work. Um, Life update here. It was good. I was hosting, covering Mm -hmm. the National School Boards Association. Very important work. They represent all of the public schools. And uh, that was fun. Were you bored? No, <laughs> but I'm cheating. Thank you. <laughs> I actually, I actually hey, be, and I'm the comedian I'm at the table. I'm going to pun here. So. <laughs> but uh, that was really good. And then I got to work on a top secret project last week uh, that I couldn't talk about because it was super secret. Selena Gomez, uh, the famous singer and actress, she was... Uh, <laughs> I was just going to... Uh, oh, that's Selena Gomez. I, thought you I know, one. you just did it for me. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Um, but she... Uh, that was sarcasm again. <laughs> <laughs> she was working with... Uh, she's has a contract with Coach, the handbag company, and they have a... Uh, outreach programs and philanthropy and stuff and so she went to two LA schools and surprised all the kids and then like got to talk to these girls in this uh, specific group but we got to follow her around and got to interview her and uh, she was really sweet and she I don't know how she did it she went to every table with every girl and had a conversation with them about their life and she's really sweet oh that's awesome yeah that's my life in a nutshell you know I just saw a movie with her in it and I'm now realizing I can't remember the name of the movie but anyway I like don't really know her music that well like just what's on the radio and I don't know much about her but she was really good in it she's a really good actress but I cannot was remember. it Spring Break or something? Spring Breakers, but Spring I don't Breakers? think that's the one you saw. No. I don't think I would watch that movie just based on the title. Like, yeah. um, I don't know, but she was really good. And she didn't play like a goody two-shoes character either. I just can't remember what it is. It'll come to me later. But anyways, nod to her because she's a good actress. She um, yeah. exceeded my expectations. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I have had a ton of shows, so that's good. Um, Stand-up shows. And um, so I've just been performing all weekend and doing life stuff. Nothing crazy. Um, Like, I don't know, my taxes and stuff. (laughs) But I've been writing a lot, which is great. I, like, have this, like, uh, writer's block. You know, know I've been having it. Everybody, I think, when you you write, it, it happens from time to time. But for whatever reason, I've just, like, the floodgates have been open this past week. I wrote for, like, seven hours yesterday oh my god I know I was like I didn't even know that that much time had gone by so it, it was it's been good I've been in like creative mode so good. um and I need to get a lot of stuff done because I'm traveling mm-hmm. next week this weekend into next week so it's gonna be yeah fun. I'm just cool. performing a lot so all good stuff yeah 
All right, let's get into it with our guest, Jeremy, um, who, if you're just joining us (laughs) (laughs) on the podcast, you fast forwarded to this point. Um, We met, we like to tell how we met, like our guests, because a lot of times we are, you know, we know the people. Yeah, it's a a nice little way to intro, you know. So we met, I looked it up. How did we meet? Because you know how we met. We met (laughs) on the beach. Oh, yes. Hermosa Beach, just down the street. Ben Thompson's wife's friend. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So my college roommate was living out here at the time and is friends with, was friends with you, right? Or played volleyball or something like that. Friends is a strong word, but yes. (laughs) Beach volleyball. Hopefully he's not listening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't think you would be too hurt by all that. No. Listen, you weren't invited to the wedding and I was in it. So that just says it all, you you know? Oh, okay. Redeemed. (laughs) Yes. But we met on the beach. Um, I was in town visiting. I hadn't lived out here yet. And... Um, we hung out on the beach all day, and then I think you chased after me when I, I did. left. I did. I, cha- I I did, and I was I was very proud of myself. And I remember telling my friend Ryan, like, like this is like a watershed moment that like I actually sacked up and tried to go talk to uh, a girl that I was you know thought was pretty or whatever because I guess back then I didn't do that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I don't do that sort of thing now because I have a girlfriend. But, mm-hmm. um, but in between then, you know, maybe once or twice. Yeah. But yeah no, I, I, I was like, and I remember, I don't even remember what I said, but I remember, I think I was, I think I asked if you were going to be out later, which is like the most hermosa thing in the world. <laughs> like, first of all, anyone in Los Angeles is not going to get that how did you s- How did you say it? Like, hey. Probably like, no, I mean, I was probably like, are you going to be out later? Like, mm-hmm. so, which makes no sense to anyone else other than, but if you live in Los Angeles, you'll understand how hermosa that is. It's right. not like, yeah. hey, do you want to go on a date? It's like, are you going to be out later? Like, which is such a douchey 27 year old thing to say but yeah well you know because it's because all the area like there's one area right i've yeah. been out in hermosa and it's like everybody's out right that's kind of what we do here yeah, yeah. we play volleyball i mean and that and I've, I've never lived in south bay but that makes sense to me yeah. did you literally chase her like you ran i know absolutely yeah absolutely uh-huh. she because i i i oh, was yeah. trying to get the balls to do it to say, to say something <laughs> and and then she was like leaving and I was like oh this sucks and she's leaving and I'm like I didn't have I didn't have a chance and I was already like kind of making up in my head my like excuse like why like oh you know I just didn't have you know I just couldn't talk to her I just you know mm-hmm. it just never came up or whatever and then I was like oh just fuck it just run and I mm-hmm. and I would chase her down I was like hey and of course the best I could come up with is are you gonna be out later <laughs> and I think the answer was no I think and yeah I, the answer was and, no and you were like leaving the next day or something like that yeah and that was the best I could come up with and yeah. I think I found her on Facebook and friend requested her and then didn't talk to her for four years you did no you messaged me well, I, f- I, I found the message oh did you okay should I read it no please do oh not oh my god please oh please I really Really, really would rather you not. Okay. If I if I am trying to imagine what my game was like in two thousand and eight, maybe nine. Not nine. It was oh, 09. Oh, well, you know, Ra- you know, oh, nine. Oh god. You know, no. Rachel's my best friend, so you know I'm going to get to read it. That's later. fine. <laughs> I am okay with that. I am hundred percent okay with that, but maybe not for public consumption. I'll just paraphrase it. How about that? <laughs> I want to. While you pick, while you look for it, I want to just say I really like this story because I think more guys should take a cue from your story because that's mm-hmm. a very cute and bold way to meet a girl because most guys probably don't like do that when they want to you know meet somebody and right. they, they don't grow the balls to do it so a hundred percent you lived in new orleans at the time right or something like that i think so even yeah. so that doesn't matter right. logistics you Fair know enough. logistically speaking but i just think that's a that was good okay well thank yeah. you so we wouldn't be here if you didn't chase after her and say are you going to be out later right but i think <laughs> i feel like what's on this message is not what we would qualify as good i know rachel's no, totally reading it anyway <laughs> he's like i was like this she is... would if, she, if it was really bad she would only read it like when you weren't here uh, yeah. i mean or we weren't here i would this read is your house. 
house. Yeah, on like another episode. <laughs> like I'll just read it on the next episode for everybody. That's no. Okay, there you, go. you were like, it was sweet and it wasn't creepy and weird. Um, Yay! You were like, <laughs> for you, change. You started with Jeremy loves him some Rachel. It was great meeting you. I'm oh. bummed you're leaving so soon and we aren't going out to get to hang out tonight. Then some other stuff I'll leave out, and then (laughs) (laughs) that I'll get to read later. Yeah, you were like, "Have fun in West Hollywood," because we were going out in West Hollywood, and we were staying up there. And another fun fact about people in Hermosa is they are physically incapable of leaving Hermosa. Oh, especially here. I mean, I think that's like L.A. in general. Like we're West Siders, and we barely leave. I mean, this was a big deal. I understand. Cross the four hundred five for you. I like fist pumped when she was like, "We can come down to you." I was like, "Yes." (laughs) That makes it easier. In actuality, it's like, well, if you don't live in L.A., you don't know. No. And if right. you don't live in LA, I want to say, and you have friends that come visit, it happens all the time. Like I had one friend that came, he like, you hear about LA, but he's like, I kept saying, can, when you're get, getting closer to book the hotel, tell me where you're going to stay. I mean, tell me when you're going to come. So I'll tell you where to stay because he was right. like wanting to hang out the whole time. And then he didn't because he didn't think it was a big deal. And then he ended up staying in North Hollywood and I'm like, and I live in Santa Monica and I was, and he was like, what's the big deal? It's only nine miles. And I'm like, this is why I asked you to, to, but, but if you live in LA, you know what a big deal that Hermosa to Santa Monica or North Hollywood to, when she used to live in, Rachel used to live in North Hollywood. Yeah. It was like we would only see her like on holidays. Yeah. Literally, she'd stay with us stay for the whole for the whole, the whole holiday weekend. <laughs> I have friends that, that come visit and uh, or not excuse me, not come visit that will be here for work, and they think they if they are anywhere from Orange County to the Valley that they're like I'm close to, and I'm like you know I'm from Chico, California, which is eight and a half hours. Yeah, north. I'm north, like you would yeah. be closer to me in Chico. Like you're not, yeah. Like I'm. It's great. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's great that you're in like the Sher- you know Sherman Oaks for work, but I I, I ain't going up there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I no. mean, literally, there's. I've talked about this before a lot in, in my stand up, and we've talked about it. Like, if you are like somebody that I could potentially date, and you live in you know a whole other part of L.A., like. You're not my soulmate. Well, shout out to my girlfriend who lives in West Hollywood. Yeah. Oh well, well, I mean, God, that's yeah. so far away. That's, not, that's not that far. That's pretty far. That's far. It's pretty far. Well, we're further, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's a good trek you make yeah, to go up there. Well, listen, that's right. just me saying that about yeah. for my own preferences. Like, my like dating radius is yeah. like two miles. Yeah. You know? Maybe three. It's too hard. Yeah, it is hard. Because what, are, if, if somebody has like a regular job and they work nine to five and they live in downtown, like, ew. how am I, I'm not driving in two hours of rush hour traffic to come see you. Like, get out of here. That's I not know. happening. Well, now you can take right? the train. Yeah, yeah, we can take the train Actually, now, you can yeah. take the train now. So love can last in, in certain parts of LA. If, if you, you can take, survive the train. If you can survive the train. <laughs> and the weird homeless Just load people. up your train card, you know? Yeah. And how I'm cliche are we, like Los Angeles, are we talking about traffic, by the way? Oh, I know. But it's a very real thing it yeah is. it's a very real it factor is. in all our decisions but let's talk about it really is. what is a sports and analysis and analyst, analyst. analyst. There okay we go. see i can't even say it right I'm so getting so, the verbs mixed up so first off I, I guess i want to clarify a little bit uh you know the old phrase uh those who can do those who can't teach yeah, um, right. That is very applicable to me. So I actually don't. I, I do do some work in um, in sports analytics, but um, mostly what I do is teach sports analytics. Mm-hmm. So 
I sort of uh, aggregate other people's ideas. And I, so I created a class at uh, USC, University of Southern California, and I taught that for two semesters. And uh, just kind of aggregating a sampling um, of different concepts across and different sports about, you know, kind of what's out there, what teams are doing, what media outlets are doing, um, what potential work is to be done. So I don't necessarily do a lot of that these days myself, um, mm-hmm. although I'm attempting to do some, kind of trying to liberate data and bring it to the masses, but that's... We'll, you skip that part. Um, you're, but, start, you're doing it right now. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but that, that's mostly what I do is, is, is I, I teach. That's, cool. Well, that's cool because all the things you just said that you teach about, I think, are the things that Rachel and I find most interesting. Like what are, you know, what is what work still needs to be done? Like how do teams make decisions? What do you think the recipe for success is? Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions for you going into it. At first I was like um, – you know, are we going to talk about algorithms? Well, hopefully not, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because we'll be everybody will be sleeping. But do you have I, a favorite one? Do you have like a favorite algorithm you want to discuss? I don't okay, actually. Sure. I I, didn't, I couldn't pair it. I just couldn't decide <laughs> before I came. You know, there's but so I, many good ones. There, are, there really are. But you know, it, like Rachel and I on the podcast, like we talk a lot about teams and their the dynamics of the decision, the decisions that they make, and especially when it comes to the teams that we love, mm-hmm. and we always say it goes up to the franchise. That's how this decisions are made. I mean, obviously it's very important to have coaching and good players, but at the end of the day, those decisions are made at the top and how they make those decisions is how, is a part of the recipe for success. And so, you know, that's where something like what you do comes in, right? And how, how do teams really put an emphasis on analytics it's um it's a ridiculously mixed bag i just asked you like 42 questions right. by the way. <laughs> um, it's a it's a it's a it's it's a significantly uh, mixed bag it's it it varies by sport and then it certainly varies by individual franchise mm-hmm. so um, i know you're a big hockey fan rachel yes. and so um hockey analytics is is sort of the i would say it's the hottest thing going right now Ooh. so so um baseball analytics is the most mature and there's some really, really interesting work going on there that I will not bore you with unless you're curious. Um, but hockey is sort of, uh, and then football is just like, you know, you know the um, the evolution picture of like the the, the monkey that turns into yes. like football is like the monkey that has maybe like tried to not arch his back like twice. Interesting. It's like it's. I mean, it's terrible. So so hockey is in some sense kind of like really starting to realize. Um, and then basketball, by the way, somewhere in between those two things. But uh, hockey's kind of like, oh, there's there's data here, and it's meaningful, and we can do some pretty cool stuff with it. So, so. why now, and what's the data? Like, what specifically are we talking about? Um, I actually am not a huge hockey fan, so yeah. I don't know if I have the, the absolute answers to that. Um, some of it is just kind of um, just a general maturity that mm-hmm. like people are realizing that data-driven approaches to just about anything kind mm-hmm. of makes sense. So um, it's just kind of getting buy-in from specific franchises. Some of it is there is more data available. So it just occurred to someone to start charting like line shifts and, you know, mm-hmm. someone in, and okay, so you keep track of line shifts. What can you do with that? You right. know, that actually was a big thing in football about five years ago as people just started charting who was on the field. Right. And mm-hmm. it's amazing what you can do with just knowing who's on the field. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually really important, you know, right. versus mm-hmm. like, okay, so, you know, a defense gave up 400 yards, but you don't know what, what, you know, what personnel they had. You don't know what formations they were in, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, in hockey, someone was like, well, okay, what if we actually knew all of this stuff? What could we do? And the answer is, it turns out is, I mean, and you know, there's going to be, they're starting to go, going to be like uh, player tracking where you can actually tell where, where players are on the ice and all that kind of good stuff. So right. I have like, exciting. I have like a lot of questions. I'm writing them all down so I don't forget. <laughs> okay, um, you go. So I know me too. My brain's like running a mile a minute with <laughs> well, all this. I lo- well, 
Rachel knows I I don't like I love I love using analytics for like even what we do and like and that was I was a business major and so that's a big part of what I've focused on and and that's what I was going to ask you um like I worked for a publicly traded company and one of the things I know about working for companies is that you make decisions as a company based on analytics I mean it, you have to it's a it's not solely how you make the decision but a big part of it is analytics you, it's the lifeblood mm-hmm. of a successful company so how is it possible or what's your opinion at least on like a on any franchise whether it be football or hockey or whatever that doesn't think that's important because they are a company in it's, a way it's so silly you'll you'll see this huge separation where like you could literally go into like oh i don't know what's a good example but you could you could you could go into like one bengal's place you know mm-hmm. where where the bengal's i mean i don't want to i don't really know what i'm mean, you know full disclosure i have no idea what goes on inside one bengal's place but but right. you know it's, hypothetically you can use them as an example right, yeah, like, we'll go with that. I mean, who likes people from cincinnati anyway um <laughs> so um so you could, and you go into andy ruther's from cincinnati yeah. <laughs> who? oh sorry so, i was just gonna say he was on our uh, podcast a couple i love that guy but yeah, he's no, also okay. but he's also gonna... i'm roast battling him like we don't oh, get along i see right. I so i was just so making yes. the reference yes. that was, that was to, good you could use that as a so, who likes people from Cincinnati? Who likes, yeah, that would uh, be one of my jokes. Zing. I didn't yes. mean to cut you off. No, God. it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, other than screaming Johnny Fever or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> right? um, so okay, so and you go into like the biz ops side, and you've got these people t- running numbers for like fan engagement and running numbers for um, you know season ticket renewals mm-hmm. and all of this standard business practices right. that at one point made someone. You know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, right? Right. And then you go to the football operations side, and people are like, nah. Why, why, do, why, <laughs> why do you think that um, is? Why do they just throw it aside? Uh, I mean, I, the short answer is, I guess, stupidity. It's probably a little bit more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for what it's worth, that, you know, that may have been true, I guess. I, you know, I'm obviously oversimplifying, and that may have been more true a few years ago. Now, um, I would be, I guess, very surprised if there were any franchises that were completely, not, you know, that, that really completely were just like, no, we don't want to deal with any of this stuff. But when it comes to like, and so from as far as front office decisions are concerned, right. most of those are at least at some point data driven, if not only because of like the salary cap and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to on field decisions, I mean, I, I, I like, for example, going forward on fourth down, that's like a solved problem. That is not, it's not up for debate anymore. Mm-hmm. There is no. There is, there is, there's, there's just nothing more to say about it. And, yeah. and, but yet you see these coaches who are risk averse and they're risk averse because they care about their jobs and their mortgages and their kids going to school and things like that, which so, you know, good, good on them for being risk averse, mm-hmm. but they just don't care. They're just not interested. They are, they are, you know, uh, the Twitterverse likes to say they are taking win probability and lighting it on fire. So you're right. saying that they make decisions or, or they don't, they make decisions to not go for it on fourth down or to go for it on fourth no, down. No, to not go for it. Like they're just really risk averse. Like if there are like two. Right, right. Four, right. But even if like, even, but even though the analytics show it's to it's, go for it, to go for they're it, not, they're going to punt. And well, that's, it's not even ambiguous. That's, there's, okay. There's, Field decisions is one thing. I'm, I guess what I'm ta- looking at is like acquiring players players yeah. and looking at um, how you run the business in terms of or the franchise based on like okay here's someone's stats you know mm-hmm. and because you because there is something to be said about you know head over heart but also gut decisions and you know if you have you know a fourth down decision that might come down to not, that's not going to come down to analytics right because 
there's going to be that why, argument. Why would it not come down to analytics? Well, because when you're coaching, I mean, you look, you have to make a gut call sometimes, like a like a, a based on your intuition about right. or where you're at in the game or like whatever it is. But I also think that um, you know. If you look at the statistics, that's going to help you make those decisions in the next game or the next season. So I'm not saying it's not important, but I could see how you're in the moment. You're not making decisions. You're making decisions based on a lot of things in terms of how you were trained as a coach. And that right, but not- no one, no one is is blindly saying that, or no one's saying that you you blindly take these numbers and and you you do what they say because the numbers can't they don't say anything. They right, do, it's just data. Right, and so. It, you know, things measure what you can measure. So if you want to know, you know, you can get the data on on what the win probability added for going for it on fourth and six from the 32. That is available for you. Yeah. Right. Isn't and, that what the guy up in the booth is like telling the head coach? Like, hey, our probability is 90%. No, Go the guy, for the it. The guy mm-hmm. in the booth like, is not probably... In, not in the NFL, based on The guy in the booth is probably right? saying, wings right, 42 left on three. Right. Like, you know, that's... So why, yeah. but why isn't it so... It seems so simple to me that you could just implement that information, have your data person up there and being like sure go for it don't here's your probability or it's one factor it in in terms of making a decision yeah of course right. and, it's, and that's and that's one of the things that always there is no like there's no burning bush of data that says you know thou shalt always go for it because i you know that, <laughs> that's, that's what that's, i was kind of right, saying yeah. and, and, right and people um lay people uh, very stupid media people. Hi, Charles Barkley. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have a rant on him, by the way, if you're interested. Uh, mm. They they think that, that that's what stat people think. They think that like, okay, that there's these numbers and they give you the answer. Like and you're if, like you're a computer, right? And if you don't follow the numbers and you you know that you're a moron, and that's first of all, the numbers don't give you anything. They give you the numbers. They give and you visibility, they, and, they, and, and you they give you information. Yeah, and you have to make a decision. And the right. point is, is that willfully ignoring that information is just like provably asinine. Yes. Yeah, and you I can totally agree. With and that. it's absolutely. And so, like with the whole fourth down thing, it's like okay, well. You can go maybe uh, by probability in terms of how you're going to generally coach if you use the data, maybe. But then there's other dynamics that come into play that could cause you to make a different decision. Okay, well, sure. we're going to go for it because their, um, you know, their guard is hurt or right. something. They've got, they're weak on the right side, like whatever it is, like mm-hmm. you know, situational things that that cause you. It's like micro and macro in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's one thing that people. Um, like one of there, there's this funny tweet that like I you know that Bill Barnwell snarkily responded to after people were in you know there was three Super Bowls ago when um, when the Seahawks decided to throw instead of go for it at the mm-hmm. end of the Super Bowl and then he threw an interception right right and someone and and so someone I think the tweet was something like you know the the you know that throw irrespective of how it turned out, had like a, you know, 97% chance of blah, 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 blah. Oh, and so, whatever it was. And, and someone was like, yeah, but what are the chances of that? Ha-? And like, people don't understand that like, that rare events are rare, mm-hmm. but they still happen. Yeah. And they're still, they're still encapsulated they're the in the data. And so yeah. when, when you say like, oh, but this circumstance like means this, under the assumption that that circumstance is not unique to the history of the universe, mm-hmm. that circumstance is already in the data. Mm-hmm. It's already part of the data, yeah. Right. So you can, yeah, and so you that can that actually happens. Yes, like exactly. When that so, rare thing happened right. is in those numbers. As so well. the, the funny thing about and that. that's what they make movies about though is when those rare things yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you win Oscars, exactly. and you make lots of money. Exactly. So I mean, and and, yeah. and so you you see these stat, you know, one. Uh, so a big narrative now is um, 
sort of the end of statistical modeling, right? The Cubs won the World Series, and everyone said that Trump Ugh. didn't stand a chance, and right. he and speak about Luda, and um, <laughs> right. and you know all of these things that you know that that and you know so that you see these morons writing writing these, analytics these, don't matter exactly. Anymore. And right. It's like okay, so. If you say something only had a twenty percent chance of happening and it happens, that doesn't mean your model's wrong. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if after a thousand years you say something has a twenty percent chance of happening and it happens all the time, then okay, sure, your right. model's that wrong. That doesn't even make sense to me though, because like, how would the Cubs winning the World Series lead anybody to believe that like analytics are bullshit? Like that doesn't make well, any. Especially since they're a supremely data-driven organization, right? Yeah. So like, how does that yeah. even make sense though? I mean, that's just people being dumb. It's not, just people like, being dumb. Aren't, aren't, don't they have a higher odd of winning at some point because mm-hmm. they haven't? one yet or something um yeah what's the technically that's that? called the gambler's fallacy but oh. uh, <laughs> so, well listen i'm not the expert here so it's like when you go to a, a roulette table and they have the like it was black last that's, time okay that's, that makes okay that yeah, makes sense yeah. okay I, i'm with i'm with you now so yeah. with right. the cubs like everybody predict uh they were the favorite to win last year they were like the cubs are gonna win all sure. the analysts were like yep yep and then they won so are we just getting better at being able to predict things like is there going to be a, a day question. that we can actually just like really get really close to predicting the actual winner no. in sports no of course not because so it was just still... luck that they guessed the cubs would win no i mean there's I mean... there's the problem is is it's still people right so yeah. when you say like so predicting sports is it's like predicting interactions in the universe right because mm-hmm. there's still people right mm-hmm. so um what we can do is we can make you know smarter uses of data or whatever. But I mean, it's it's I, I don't think that's like this is not going to become a solved problem mm-hmm. any you know any more than you know it's 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 hard to predict more than I don't I mean I'm not a physicist, but I know that you know physicists try to predict you know molecules interacting, and that's mm-hmm. really really hard. Yeah. So right. <laughs> predicting people interacting is even harder. Obviously. Are we like closing the gap at least? Yeah, of think? course, of course. Like of what's course. like how close? Like how oh, have... on the on the ape scale? How are we? <laughs> Uh, the well, human evolution ape scale. Now you have to give us a percentage, an yeah, exact okay, percentage. Uh, yes. Well, I'm I mean, you're ninety-two percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like a lot, or is it still just like not anywhere? I mean, near so, so it's probably there, a complex. Pretty accurate. Yeah. So predicting outcomes of of sort of random events is, you know, like I said, they're random. That's mm-hmm. silly, right? But predicting out, you know, it's it's um, we're getting better at that, sure. But that's um, bless you. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and bless you <laughs> bless too. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tripped over that word there. Um, you know, it, we're we're what we're getting better at is actually using data to make informed decisions. Okay. As far as whether that's applied to predicting outcomes of things, or you know, being able to make better personnel decisions, or better on field, on court, on ice decisions, that's that's its own question. But I think we are in general becoming way better at making. Um, but using all the information, you know, actually, I don't, I, I might even, maybe I'm a little bit of a, of a, of a analyst, a Luddite because I, I you know, I, I don't even want to say making data driven decisions. I'm saying we are getting better at using all of the information available. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, that's, yeah. that's good news. So, um, it's still not a percentage, but it is, it is good news. <laughs> I have now, a future I, in politics. So I, I really, yeah, you do. I, I actually, so I think just like two for our listeners, like one, we, I briefly asked you about it before, but one good like blockbuster hit from Moneyball, we sort mm-hmm. of briefly talked about it. it is it breaks down some elements of that for people to understand, because I don't think this is something that, you know, sports fans are always thinking about, right? About, right. about how franchises are making decisions and they don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So I think it was, for me, it was really neat to get like that insight, especially because Brad Pitt also played the guy the um, for the right. Oakland A's. But Go anyways, deep. you had some yeah. opinions or have some opinions about 
sort of that whole situation and how accurate is it? And also, but, and also it, is it, does it paint the picture that you're trying to paint to people that movie about how people are using analytics within franchises. Yeah, so there's there's kind of like weird distinct eras, I guess, in in the field of sports analytics and it's it's interesting because to slightly digress, um sports analytics encompasses all kinds of things. It encompasses people doing kind of work in their bedrooms, it encompasses media people who are interested in, you know, sort of fan debates, mm-hmm. it encompasses franchise decisions from a personnel level, and then it encompasses obviously like on field, on court type, you know, right. like literal decision do I shoot this shot or not. Right. Um so it's it's it, those have all matured at different rates and across different times. But so what so back to Moneyball. Um one of the interesting things about Moneyball is is back in oh I don't know you know during the sort of early stages of when 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 sports analytics were and people have been doing you know quant- there, there's like there was papers written in the 60s where people were like go pouring through baseball data or right. whatever or, or you know um, so but when when things kind of got a lot more mainstream in the early 2000s um, and then by the mid 2000s there was this big narrative that, like there was this huge conflict between the scouts and the stats mm-hmm. so you had these like the, these scouts and it was these you know stern weathered old middle-aged bullshit white guys who, yeah. you know, who, who, who <laughs> played Super the old game yeah, yeah, yeah. the right way. And then you had these like tape between the glasses, like nerdy dudes and, yeah. and never the twix shall meet. Right. And, um, there was some of that, but, um, that's like, like one of the things I think in Moneyball that was actually in, at least the movie was inaccurate was like the idea that Dallas Green, the manager was like totally opposed to all of this. Like he was mm-hmm. apparently on board because he's probably uh, not a moron. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I'm sure, you know, I mean, and so that th- there's this like, you know, and, and, there, and, and so what is actually annoyingly enough replaced that you know, people have kind of gotten the idea that like, you know, that you know, progress moves forward and that organizations who do not use information will be left behind. Mm-hmm. So now people realize, okay, you have to actually listen to these people to some degree. Now what has replaced that is, um, this notion that, um, you have to be able to communicate, right? Because everyone mm-hmm. is under the assumption that, uh, a people who don't have technical backgrounds are stupid mm-hmm. and B people who do have technical backgrounds can't speak coherent English. Apparently, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's this, this right. perception that they're, that, that, they speak nerd. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the, the, the irony is, is that's, that's a thing, but I think a bigger thing is if people with technical backgrounds could just stop being ginormous assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, because everyone like they feel like they're better. Yeah, though. because and they, they under because they have information yeah. and they always right. have more information than you, or they understand and they that have information. To suffer right. these terrible idiots who oh, make all yeah. the. Yeah. I mean, everyone tech has like life. a surly IT guy story, right? I was just gonna say. I just was gonna say tech. I yeah, our tech guys. Yeah, yeah. and they. I mean, some of them really are they're socially dicks. awkward. Yeah. yeah, but some of I them mean, are just dicks to you. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Is, is, so on the one they hand, are, they think they're so much smarter than yeah. you because it's because they don't know how to communicate things to you, so they can do their job properly mm-hmm. by which is by uh, getting you to adapt something that they understand. Right. Um, but my question about Moneyball too is, do you think the actual f- like formula that they were using or the actual like way that they were managing, let's call it the business or mm-hmm. the franchise, was like was um, revolutionary for that time? Oh or yeah. What, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and um, I mean, the, I guess the the you could. I don't remember the exact quote, but you could summarize Moneyball in like two sentences when the Jonah Hill character says like. Uh, 
he's like, we shouldn't look at these players as a collection of whatever. I don't remember exactly was money or whatever, but he's like, we should look at them as a collection of wins. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's, I don't, as far as I know, had not been done before where it's like, okay, how many wins can we get? And, yeah. you, can, and you can break down wins as to what actually causes wins. And it's actually base runners and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that, that was, is like so passe now in baseball. Like now people are talking about like, you know, the pitch angles and like the the this, the number wow. of rotations that like a slider has like I mean there's really? it's, it's, oh it, the data is outrageous for what they have in baseball now so I mean it's, it's not that people aren't doing that anymore it's just mm-hmm. like that that was cutting edge then and is by no means cutting edge now so is that something like players are now being told like oh I yeah say like a, like a pitcher is being told like your slider has only a two thousand rotations on the yes. ball and it needs to be two thousand and five well or, I mean, or something like yeah oh, it, I don't it, know if that's even yeah it's it's more that like you could tell you can tell a batter like okay. This guy's, you know, this guy's changeup breaks like X number, you know, starts out here and breaks here, or most of the time. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff like that. You can, you can, you can tell how much ground an outfielder covers, you know, and how what sort of circuitous route he 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 or she, he, I guess, in this instance, (laughs) um, takes to. you know, takes to a fly ball. I mean, there's all kind that there's all of that data now. This might be a dumb question, but I wonder if um, there are no dumb the questions. walk. I know. Thank you. I always say that the the walk um, the walk situation where oh, they're right. not doing intentional walks anymore, okay. and how that changes the statistics for pitchers, and if that yeah. changes. So they just so, so yeah, this, we talked about so this. We talked we about this. I was just wondering, yeah, because yeah. okay, so this year they're not doing intentional. You're not allowed to do an intentional walk anymore. If you want to intentionally walk a batter, you just he just goes to the base. So the pitcher no longer throws. Four, the four, the four pitches. Oh, he's not charged for them. He doesn't know. So it changes anymore. his. Um, it changes his statistics as a pitcher. Right. So I'm just curious if that like impact, like how that impacts, like how people look at a pitcher now. You know, I doubt that it will in baseball. Um, it's because people in baseball organizations are generally kind of with it, and there's mm-hmm. a, an analogous situation where um, when a lot of with, like, Did you say analogous? Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering. I just I, I want to make sure I heard it correctly because I'm not exactly sure what that word means. But um, there's a I similar don't know at all situation. Okay, means. cool. There's a similar situation. Um, I'm gonna start like using analogy, that. like yes, an analogy. Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm gonna start using that. So I'm gonna say um, Rachel and I are very analogous, analogous? today because we're wearing the, the same. Use? We're wearing the same shirt. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, which, so by the way, for viewers at home, not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're wearing different shirts. I, I meant like a future scenario right. of, an, of analogous. <laughs> So there's a similar situation, a uh, um, in in basketball where, and this was this was, I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen, or maybe may actually maybe exist uh, previous to this, but like I, it was came to my attention maybe ten years ago where um, basketball players would not want to take last second heaves as like the, the half or the, or the game was ending because mm-hmm. they knew they were unlikely to make that shot oh. and they knew that ergo their field goal percentage would go down. Mm. Ergo, they would make less money in free agency. Oh. And which is in some sense exactly what you're talking about. Right. Now, the difference is, is that like, there, I mean, I'm sure there was a period of time and I don't call it 2005 where like the Rockets and other smart organizations, like I mean, they just deducted that from, that didn't factor into their decisions. They were smarter than that. But mm-hmm. there probably were organizations that were like, oh, this guy's shooting percentage is, is worse or whatever. They, right. they didn't, yeah. And they didn't do the further investigation. Right. Be like, oh, he always shoots the, half and right. then gets a misses. But I'm, I'm, I would assume in, 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 in baseball... And gets a misses. <laughs> most I can or- see it in your face that you didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> like, you know, he shoots the ball and then he misses at the half-court yeah. line, you know. Yeah. 
in, uh, in in baseball, I assume that most organizations now are, are kind of uh, savvy to that sort of thing, and, and it, you know, well, they understand walk rates, and they don't they, they understand that the intentional base on balls is not really part of his ability as a pitcher. Because so. yeah, that's what I was saying when we first were talking about that. I was like, well, it's actually it doesn't hurt the pitcher because you're not adding extra pitches to their pitch count and it's right. not changing the ratio but now that you're telling us that the associations are way smarter than that and would know yeah. looking at a pitcher's you know like ERA they're going to know like oh well he how many int-, they look also at the other fine print data of like right. oh how many intentional walks yeah, has now he had it'll, and how does yeah, this all that play makes sense. In? that wasn't something yeah. we thought about and, yeah. any, and anyway at the very end of the day we thought well if, if it's completely eliminated then it really is just true walks like from bad pitching right. mm-hmm. and that's right. that more accurate to maybe your ability as a pitcher and also it right. all comes out in the wash right. right you know so does that whole pitching thing help a pitcher though do you think in your opinion because they're not they still have to throw the ball four times like they used to they used to still have to throw the ball right. four times to the catcher they're not of course like throwing their 97 mile an hour fastball <laughs> but like is that something that really has an impact on probably just not. their yeah. health and not at all probably so not. why the hell would they do that then? speed up the game save time that's yeah. what i but i was like it's well, that's why they said the game but that's much. why they said they were doing yeah, it I mean, but uh, yeah, we but, were just wondering about like but, the pitchers and how it might make or yeah. change things or whatever speeds the game up like a minute but how long does it take to I, throw four wall like four I, I just think balls. if you're the batter my whole opinion on that was if you're the batter like it's pretty baller to for you to be intentionally walk you get to like stand up there and be like i'm gonna get home base and like it's just neat because you're that good and you deserve that like i don't know it's just like yes. it's, it's just a part of the game so are they still yeah. marked as intentional walks yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So all of Barry. They just don't okay. have to th- they just right. say like throw the ball now. They just say like I'm intentionally walking him. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And okay. he just wa- just gets on there, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> he just, just, just gets on there. He throws it and it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks and he's there. Yeah. He's just there. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, what are your some of your like favorite like sports teams? Like who do you um, like? I am a diehard uh, University of Miami Hurricanes fan. Oh, you? we've had so go, we've go, had go uh, we've had a former Hurricanes player on the oh. podcast and his brother um, who plays for the NFL as well. Oh. So Jared Campbell, the Campbell boys. The Calais Campbell. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Calais. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He just got traded to the Jaguars. And, yes. Um, he, would, nice he was a longtime Cardinal. And we had his brother, who's also a comedian and played for uh, the Hurricanes. On, yes. Yeah. So. I actually saw him play at the U. Because my brother went to the U. Right. So right. And actually, one that. of my, the only guy that made it to the NFL from my high school went to the U. Oh. Brian McKinney. He was a. Uh, yeah, Mount McKinney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're. We have um, we know some things about the U. There you yeah, go. We do. Yeah. What uh, are your other teams? I can't um, remember. So you have weird teams. I'm right? a long suffering. Well, I'm from Northern California, so for, I'm, so I'm Cuban, and I have a lot of family in Miami, and so that's why I'm a Canes fan. Mm. Um, I'm uh, from Northern California, so I'm a long suffering Sacramento Kings fan. We don't need to talk about that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I am. You no, know, she should go Golden State. They're not that far. Yeah, I, I, know. I mean, come on. <laughs> Just get on that bandwagon. No, I mean, I, I mean, aren't I, there I, statistics I, better? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you me? I mean, the funny thing is. Is, is you have um, Vivek Ranadive, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, um, who is like this tech billionaire mm-hmm. and, you know, just refuses to, to, to do anything intelligent. And, and, and in fact, did anti-intelligent stuff. So so I, you're, you're going to get me on a King's rant. It'll be short, go I promise. for it. So, just go for it. So he, <laughs> he had this, a few years ago, he had this, um, there, you know, I think right after he took over, he had this like uh, open call for draft models. 
And it's, I mean, it's complete bullshit. It was terrible. And he's like, okay, so submit your draft model and like for who, you know, who, who would take the NFL dra- or NBA draft, excuse me. And it was unpaid and it was like, and the prize was, uh, it might have been like an internship or like you get to like I don't know. I don't so know. any like re, like Joe Schmo yes. could submit a draft model. Yes, for what and was and the and point of that. Well, yeah. the point is, oh the point of that you should have done it to get free labor. The point oh. of that is is that you have you have some very smart people doing some interesting models, and this is a way of getting them for free. And then so he took all of the and they made a special of of you know like the people that well, sounds the like models. a dick. Yeah, oh, why yeah. wouldn't you just pay for it? Well, that's not how sports works. <laughs> um, and I mean it's it's okay, anyway. So and they they did this like special to like you know kind of up the q factor of, of the mm-hmm. kings because they are the least q factory sports franchise probably in all of Listen, major I'm sports. a sixers fan so I, i'm um, with you there okay trust the process anyway <laughs> um, what's a q factor like they they're just i mean they're they're just not well known like there's no okay. no one there's nothing they just haven't been good forever yeah, but no even even, even and... outside of being good or bad it's like there's just what is Sacramento known I was just going right. to say, you know, like Sac is in Sacramento. Is just yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the capital, but it's like they, they're not traditionally the cities that own the four major right. professional and, sports and, teams. You know, the Cleveland Browns haven't been good in forever, but they're lovable losers. They're from Cle- like, there's just nothing they're they are more well, They have a, yeah. more of a Q factor. Exactly, yeah. you might say, per yeah. se, de facto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Analogous. I'm learning all kinds um, of new things. <laughs> <laughs> Analogous. Analogous <laughs> and Q factor. Yeah. Um, so they had this special to try to like publicize, you know, how big of a moron this guy is. And and anyway, so the, he's sitting in the draft room, and I hope I'm remembering this right because I'm kind of going hard here. But he's sitting in the draft room, and he has all this data for like who to take, and he just sort of is like, "No, nah, I want this other guy." And what? he just throws, right, he throws away. He, oh he, he, he gets all of this data from all of these really smart people and brings them in, and then they all come to some sort of conclusion. I don't remember what it was, but it was certainly not Nick Stauskas. And then and then he just goes Stauskas. And the other guy goes, uh, Stauskas? And he goes, Stauskas. And they go, Stauskas? Stauskas. And then oh they draft Nick Stauskas and then trade him a year and a half later in one of the worst trades um, probably of the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> so I mean, it was just a tire fire of terribleness. But this guy made his money in tech. Mm, and it's right. just, yeah. when you run a franchise, it's just kind of like... It doesn't mean you know how to run a business. Yeah. But he should be way more inclined to actually One, use the damn data oh, being a tech guy. But, and, and, um, you well, know what I mean? Like, I mean he kind of, don't but... You think? I think it was Kevin Arnovitz. Shout out to Kevin. Great guy. Who wrote you an article... Think, it, it makes sense on paper. On but, paper. But you also, you make money... Like, a tech guy is known for somebody who also, like is a billionaire tomorrow and they don't, you know, like they, you know, new rich, new, and they don't necessarily appreciate maybe some of those things when it comes to a a completely different industry. But the franchise and the stadium, like I said, this guy wrote an article about how like the franchise and the the stadium, the arena is like, the most forward thinking like they have all of like it's it's run in such a modern like disruptive if you will like kind of silicon valley whatever mm-hmm. type format right like so the business ops side is run like top notch mm-hmm. and the basketball ops side is run like like monkeys on typewriters <laughs> you know it's it's i just don't I, whatever yeah well you That's know i was saying i i was saying i understand your pain as at least i would say the 76ers have a much larger Q factor than the Kings. I mean, they just do, they do because, you know, so. they're, a, they're traditional and they used to be really good, like before I was born or whatever. But like, but just in terms <laughs> of like not winning ever, like that's part I can understand. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I interviewed for a job. For the Sixers, for the Sixers? Yeah. did you? 
Yeah. Um, oh, I was, you would have made him good based I, they, on what I'm learning about you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I uh, could have used you. I, I mean, and they. This was, I think, in in, in um, early mid 2013, and you know they were building what they're I, actually in a good place. Uh, absolutely, yeah. and they, I mean they were building a very very impressive mm-hmm. kind of analytics infrastructure that was at that point novel. It's probably not anymore, but back then it was it was kind of a big deal that they that sometimes some of these teams they have these an- analytics departments and it's just like one guy mm-hmm. and he's like every and they were you know they had a databases guy and like an and infrastructure nobody talks guy, to that guy and, yeah and, right. it's, and it's i mean back then that was kind of a big thing that they're gonna actually put some money behind it you know well Seems- that's that makes me feel good about the sixers because you know i don't know what's going on in there i just know they need they're in rebuild mode though and actually right. they are getting better so they um they have a really they just drafted the, the um what's his he name was like the number one draft pick right? yeah they well and because they've been so bad for so long they've had some good draft picks mm-hmm. but they were actually pretty decent last year too they could they could be last time they were good when I was in high school but it's good to know that they're like yes. you know On doing the they'll, they'll be fine assuming yeah. that uh, Embiid's leg doesn't explode they'll be good yeah I have a, a question about like the dynamic with we're talking about these nerdy IT guys like the one guy all alone that no one talks to but he's like and he's got, like scary and like brings a bag lunch every day yeah. that person what's wrong with bringing a bag lunch every day I don't know there's nothing wrong with it but that guy doing of it all is, of is the off- things you could pick yeah, out but, to him, call doing but him doing it is just so typical him you know, and it's always like, like the same food that his it's mom like a bo- makes It's for a bologna him. sandwich. Yeah. I know it. It's on white bread. Right. Um, mayo. Okay. Yeah. Is this guy fat and he's a ponytail? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But like... I don't know what he looks like, though. That's some, that's like a very real life thing. That like goes to high school and you're like, you've got these like jocks talking to these nerds and like trying to get them like, what is the thing that needs to happen with the communication where... They can connect because this goes. They to need to like stop a, being dicks. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, then, I, that, yeah, but then what the about the players? Like, what do the players need to do, or the, or the at least the, like the coaching staff, like the player uh, office. Well, side the of first things. thing I think is to go to the cafeteria like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Clearly, and don't you know, bring your lunch. Exactly. Okay? Like, let's let's Socialize. come on. Let's be a team player here. Don't they feed them like really fancy <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> anyway? Like, they don't need to bring a goddamn lunch. You're you're like with the bulls. But I, I think it comes you. down to like like human nature. Like one thing I learned in business school is that like most people in business, and we're this is a business that is, the most successful people it comes down to like. Uh, it's like the, a lesser percentage of having the technical skills. Mm. The technical skills are a must. Like you have to have those skills, but the interpersonal skills that you have to have to, to be successful in most tr- crafts uh, mm-hmm. um, supersedes the technical. So if you're like 85% technical and you're 15% interpersonal, you may get, f- you might not get as far or as high in your career mm. on like the C scale, C level of like a CEO or something from the bottom up. If you're climbing the corporate ladder, if you, you could be the smartest person in the room but if you lack the interpersonal skills you won't get as far mm-hmm. it's a combination of both so i think that's probably i don't know that's yeah. just my interpretation yeah. i mean of- it's 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 sort of a complex situation but um one of the things is that it's you have to be likable yeah, yeah, yeah you absolutely have to be likable and it's coaches want actionable information and that is really really hard to come by mm-hmm. so the 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 things that we are good at um, and the media has kind of skewed this, Not, to, and I'm not slamming the media. I'm just saying that the, the conversations that the media are interested in, who's better, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, or sort of um, 
I'm forgetting the name of this, uh, but like 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 uh, or descriptive statistics that explain mm-hmm. what happened. Well, coaches don't necessarily aren't like why. I mean, it's good to know why you lost, but once you lost, you already lost. They want yeah, they want to know how to win the it. next game, yeah. you know. And so, um, well, I mean, I'm sure you know. And so it's it's that's all, that's really hard to do. So yeah. you can't that th- you know, especially a coach who who maybe is a little bit more old school, if you will. Um, it's hard to go up to this person and say, I have information. And they're going to say, what's it good for? I'm not really sure. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You have to be able to <laughs> sell the information. Yeah, like, like, to be a, it, I, that's why I like that Jonah Hill character. Because yeah. I think he was effective in selling the information because he had, I mean, to, to some degree, the interpersonal skill, but that, but yeah. like also like, it's like having it and then explaining to people why they, sh- how they can use it and then making them think that, Make, convincing them right. um, why they should why use they it. should use it, and that yeah. just goes back to being you know so ev- not a dick. And so yeah, everyone just needs a Jonah Hill. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, or like an intermediary person that can translate. Like they need translators. Like you, so well, you even though everyone speaks English and they're all right. You know? No, some people <laughs> actually actually have that. Into like yeah. there, there are. Um, oh God, in, I would like that job. Yeah, it's a good job. job. Yeah, I mean they've been. I mean, so this is this is again not like forget about analytics being a new thing. This particular discussion is 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 now you know four or five years old, and there's been discussions about you know how players like they want data. They they want to know like uh, I should speak with a, a huge brush here, but most of them want you know and 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 there's guys that'll say yeah like I don't you know but you got you know. They, they want to know like why they missed, or they want to know what they can do to make it next time, or they want to know how someone's going to defend them. Like these are, I mean, these are for the most part, you know, hardcore junkies. Like they want mm-hmm. as much of that as they can get. Um, but what they don't want is a lot of numbers thrown at them that may or may not have either applicability or or context. You know, yeah. and so and so it's it's le- that's the thing is what I was trying to say earlier is it's less about communication skills and it's more about and so the, the, the big thing now is is you have to have narrative skills mm-hmm. so. Um, you the have to be able to, right. You have to be able to explain like what you're talking about. Like, what does it mean? What does it do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you can't explain it to people, then right. it's garbage. It yeah. does It's never going to go anywhere. So, a part of the responsibility is not just to data mine and to come up with conclusions. It's to be able to like sell people on why it's important. Right. Um, I have a question. So, like, um, okay, so take a, t- a team like um, the New England Patriots because you're okay. talking about how like NFL is antiquated in terms of their use of analytics and how they make decisions. Well, they also don't have um, as granular data. It's it's it, it will catch up eventually, but that's probably the biggest problem with it. I mean, they, they are also that was one of my earlier questions, like okay. what makes them so antiquated. Mm-hmm. But like a team like so, that's a good question too. But my like say like a Bill Belichick who is like, do you think that he makes decisions based on analytics? I mean, oh, they, of course, absolutely. I mean, what yeah. makes them different, like that you know of that versus everybody else because they're the most winningest team in, yeah. in the it, last decade? You know, it's infuriating. Um, they make decisions that are just so painfully obvious that, like, it doesn't. It like makes, they're right in front of your face. Yeah, like, that, like, so that, that, like give us and, some examples. Yeah. Like, um, they are. They very much don't pay for past for performance. They pay for anticipated future performance. Okay, Is that, so, and that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you see all the time. 
Um, they, they, all, they, don't, they don't pay for outlier seasons. So you see a guy who was like mediocre for three seasons and then had a great Breakout. season and then it was mediocre for another season and like someone will pay him as if he was going to be as good as he was that right. one outlier season. You're, they don't you're, really, you're, like, fuck but that. you're yeah. totally right about that because mm-hmm. think about how many superstar, how many franchise like superstars like that they acquire. I mean, but at the same time, people will give like a Tom Brady the credit for like making a Wes Welker or anybody like a great wide receiver but that's that's what you see that's not necessarily the case but that's what they play into that's exactly it it's gotta be because that's what makes them so great then because they can see the potential in what a Wes Welker is gonna do because they know what Brady can do and then they just hope that that match is perfect but the the difference is I think like people outwardly that don't will say Tom Brady is so great because and I'm not saying he's not I'm just saying that's what people see that he's so great because he can take a no name Mm. a guy who I know he was a no-name because I played fantasy football that year year, and I drafted him 15 out of 15 players and that was his breakout year but there and so everyone's like he can take a guy named Wes Welker who's your 15th pick in a fantasy draft (laughs) and make him a superstar and that's a Brady thing but really what you're maybe saying is that that's a bit more contrived than that like Mm -hmm. it's you know Brady's not Superman well he's he's not to take not to take anything away from him Um, but no I mean it, it wasn't like I mean, they traded. I mean, they traded a second round pick for Wes Welker. So, a second round pick is a pretty valuable asset. Yeah. So he's not. He was not by no means a nobody. When people he was never look at it like that, though. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Yeah. So what else? Like, what else do they do that's very obvious? I want to know. Um, so that she can one day coach the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. To, so to... <laughs> a huge advantage they have is that Tom Brady does not make a ton of money, and people and he that's, doesn't. No, what do you mean he doesn't make a he ton does of not, money? I mean, like, uh, I forget. I forget who the number one quarterback is. Like, Joe Flacco, I think, makes, like, $28 million a Which year. Which is fucking mm. retarded. And right. <laughs> no, because it's Joe does Flacco. He, he, does he, does he, he won, still play? He won one Super Bowl, and he... he plays for the, Ra- the Ravens, right? Yeah, but he, like... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know I what the him. average annual value of Tom Brady's contract is, but it's not $28 million, I don't think. So, they, wow. that's just a huge advantage. That, How does that, he accept less money? Um, than they, do you mean it's a per year? Like, well, per year, it, he doesn't make... Like, he makes less than, like, the Bears' new quarterback will just this year, because that guy's getting, like, signing bonuses and like all this other stuff. Uh, I mean, what, what really matters, well, there's two things that matter. I mean, if you're talking about a contract, it's probably average annual value and, they, and you have like a salary cap hit, right? And right. You don't need to get into the specifics of that. Yeah, but, no. But it's just that, that for example, the when the Seahawks, well, I should say in the past tense, but, but uh, or look at the Cowboys now. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are in a huge advantage because their number one like Pro Bowl quarterback makes like 600K a year. Because right. he's the backup guy. No, because yeah. he's drafted in the fourth round. He's a rookie. He's right. on a rookie oh, scale. Prescott. Yeah, he's on a Dak rookie Prescott. scale. So, so your average, like, you know, your average... But they're going to have to pay him more. Right, but not no. for three years. Oh, so, no. Yes. Okay. So that, that's a... Like, so they have... And, and it ha- this happened three years ago with Russell Wilson. He was, again, right. a fourth round or third round pick, I think. And, and so you have these situations where, you know, again, the going rate for a, you know, decent quarterback, like a... a Eight to fifteen quarterback mm-hmm. is twenty-seven million dollars a year. Is I mean, or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And you're paying a superstar quarterback six hundred k a year. Now you have twenty-five million dollars under the salary spend. cap to spend on everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a and so it's not that as drastic 
an advantage that the mm-hmm. Patriots have, but they do have that advantage. But that, that, so that makes sense to me, and that would have made sense to me too for the beginning of Brady's career because he was sure, you know. But then when he proved himself, how was he not demanding the in uh, you know I the, the high he, end of the industry average? I, I, I don't. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't have his contracts memorized, but I do. Think no, I'm just saying. Of, like, no, I think some of his middle contracts were actually pretty much market rate but lately I think he has just taken less money yeah. well I mean he's got like underwear model campaigns so and he's Uggs. good you know well like, I that's mean where he I, guess it's, I guess millions. it's just like that's what makes the Patriots smart but n- I mean he's a particular type of person that's yeah. ma- that's not yeah. um, to, like you know like players that we've talked about like a Terrell Owens like standing on the front lawn demanding a billion dollars so <laughs> so they're lucky in that way but I like, played volleyball with you is, is that a really? yeah is that he's a, terrible by the way but is that a sustainable Sustainable, like that, that just happens to work out in their favor. I think is yeah, you know yeah. But but the, that's all analytics too, though. That's the money game and in, in going into that. Like you, that does that that also plays into how they run their franchise, which is like yeah, no. So with, and the, then the money you throw in, and it adds a whole nother layer, right? They would have. Here's here's the, the the thing that people in Boston don't want to think about is I don't think they necessarily would have ever paid him Joe Flacco money. That like mm, at really? especially, especially on his la- like they. His, his last contract is really weird, and I don't remember ex- the exact dynamics of why it's weird, but it's very bizarre. It was a very strange, sort of strange. People wrote a bunch of articles about it, but they have a history of paying for guys' upsides and then reaching that upside, and then when the guy goes to cash in, being like, nope. And I don't oh, think Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady's no. obviously a special case because he's the, probably the best quarterback in the history of the game, but. Um, Especially during he he had some quasi down years, and I don't think it, I don't know that they ever would have given him thirty six million dollars a year, whatever it would have he would have been right. entitled hmm. to under the cap. I'm so, gonna read those articles because that's interesting. Yeah. I, it sounds. I mean, it sounds so. If you reach your potential or you meet the terms of the contract, and they're like they, they find a loophole to not pay you or something. No, they just let. I mean, they. So it's. I mean, it's a little bit convoluted, but in, yeah, in, I know in, we're in, speaking in, in general terms. In football, but. you get compensatory picks if you lose players that are good to free agency so they they traded Jamie Collins who was their best linebacker mm-hmm. and to the Browns and got like a pick for that mm-hmm. they let um, they traded Chandler Jones who was their like other I guess edge rusher and these are guys that were going to be up for big deals and they actually just signed Dante Dante Hightower to mm-hmm. a big deal um, and they they're just very selective about who they're actually gonna gonna catch. You know, they traded Vince Wilfork. They have a long history of trading really really good like like legitimate contributor veteran players because they just they're just not going to pay them. And they are they are so confident in their scheme and rightly so mm-hmm. that they can. It's not that they can. People think oh they can replace anybody. Like you can have any like no the the Patriots like had shit wide receivers for a while. Like mm-hmm. they, they can't just yeah. you know. They, but but they are confident that they can do as much as they you know that they can really be make it workable that they don't need to pay the guys that you've grown attached to and bought their jerseys with from, right. which pisses off people who own jerseys. So is there any other things that you can think of that the Patriots, that you didn't mention that the Patriots do that are obvious? <laughs> and if not, we'll move on. <laughs> I just want to know everything. Um, you know, they, uh, uh, I mean, obviously I've, I've never been inside one Patriot lane, so right. I don't necessarily know what they do, but, um, no, I, I, I think uh, uh, they, they I have... I just wanted a, to really squeeze all the juice from that have, original comment you made. They have a lot of continuity, which really in the NFL counts. That mm-hmm. they And and Belichick is is empowered to make the, the decisions that he thinks are best. And they're not always right. Mm-hmm. Like He actually has a 
average at best drafting record, for example. Like mm-hmm. he drafts terrible cornerbacks, um, or at least has in the past. Um, so, but but he has he is empowered to make those decisions, and he's earned that right to make those yeah. decisions, mm-hmm. and that. We, and I talked about how coaches are incentivized, you know, to not lose their jobs, right? He doesn't right. have to worry about that. He's one of like yeah. maybe a dozen coaches in all of major sports, you know, Popovich in San Antonio, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, who like, who really has, who is enabled to make decisions that he thinks are best, not necessarily to save his job, but because he thinks long-term these are the best. And that, it doesn't sound like much, but that really counts for a lot. Oh yeah. No, There's it does. very few franchises that give people the, the coaches, the, the leeway and freedom to be like, I really believe in this player. Let's like have but those are the most well-run teams exactly. because exactly. That, that's and what it, and beyond bases. analytics, you have to have a good team dynamic and you have to have people feel motivated and empowered and you need a leader that is empowered to do that. Which is what made the process so interesting because it was the first time that someone had done that um not necessarily based on winning someone had done that based on like well we think this is the best way of doing it wow. and then they sort of bailed out and fired hinky and got and got uh, you know brian colangelo but like mm-hmm. that's that was you know that's never happened where where you know these guys that, that you know popovich and the belichicks of the world they got you know bobby cox whatever in baseball they, they got that way by consistently winning and proving their mm-hmm. their template and the process was just like no, <laughs> we'll we'll give you five years um, based on that. We we think this is probably a decent idea. We'll give it yeah. a shot. Yeah. So who does it the worst? Like which Other team? Than the Kings? It, yeah, that just like just shits the bed. The with Kings. It. The Kings. Absolutely. And I- do you think do you think Jerry Jones is a good business owner? Yeah. Okay, based on like his use of statistics, I know I just no. slipped that in there because <laughs> he just got in the Hall of Fame, and I was he, just curious. He's a good business owner based on his use of like Texas oil man handshakes or whatever. I, I, right. I don't know. You know. Yeah, right. I mean, he's a he's clearly a brilliant businessman. I mean, you know, everyone's saying that he's behind the Raiders being in Vegas, which what yeah. really? Yeah, I don't remember the exact. What is this theory? Um, I I don't. I don't exactly well, remember. Well, I mean, just based but... on the Cowboys, though, winning in the yeah. last 17 yeah. years. Since, you know, um, in the last no, 15 okay. years. Don't, don't. The Cowboys winning is all due to Jerry Johnson. Jerry Johnson. Jimmy Jer- Johnson. Excuse Jimmy me. Jimmy Johnson. You mean Johnson. their lack of winning? No, I'm saying the, 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 the original Cowboys dynasty. That's all Jimmy Johnson. Well, because Jerry Jones came on about two years before they got on that run from like 80 or yeah. nine, 91 90s, to 90-something yeah. yeah. or whatever. He came in in 89. But I was just curious only because he got inducted in the Hall of Fame and is as an owner. Right. And so is, you know, and we're, based on everything we're talking about, I just want to... I want reasons why that makes sense from your standpoint or doesn't make sense. Because we don't think it makes sense. No, we don't think it makes sense. No, we don't think it makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think actually... You don't actually, have to agree the, with the, questions the, the, that, like, the, maybe... The, you were like, what no, the, the fuck is this biggest, question? The, oh, I'm happy to answer. And, uh, the, the biggest reason, prove us right in everything we've set up to this point <laughs> exactly. in sports, okay? Validate us, yeah, Now we're, we're getting to what Jeremy knows about women, not sports. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, honey. Um, no, uh, the, the biggest reason he's actually, in my opinion, that he's in the Hall of Fame is because of Jerry World. That was sort of a watershed... I mean, Jerry World is, is you know, when the book of sports is written, Jerry World will be, like, a, a, a chapter of it. I like, fucking hate Jerry Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's just really a bad reason, like but go ahead. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a reason, though. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I think he he was the first person to be like, no, 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 we're going to do this big. And then it turns out that was the right decision. Yeah. Right? Texas big. Yeah. Even though winning games wasn't necessarily the criteria for no, I mean he he also said that he was going to run the option with Quincy Carter. So, mm-hmm. who? well, you know what I will I will say that if you if you get inducted in the Hall of Fame and you don't win 
the amount of games or championships or title division titles even or even make it to the playoffs the amount you probably should if that's what it's based on then you're probably still doing something right because you mm-hmm. still got yourself in there right. and yeah. not in the way that you're supposed to you know and you don't sound like a bitter eagles fan at all <laughs> <laughs> like not at all she's no, I doing don't. a really nice job of pretending <laughs> like like not just not totally i just i'm sorry that right was now. like just such a weird question from left field but i just needed to ask that okay she needed with some, some weird curve velocity yeah. it, it had yeah. like weird curve velocity on it whatever you're talking about earlier <laughs> it was analogous to that it was yeah. analogous to that we have to talk about March Madness because we're down to the final four. And Shannon, I want to know where we are with our bracket with each other. Well, I posted the thing um, this weekend. So I was actually losing um, to you. Um, you were 42 games. I was 41 games, correct, so far. And um, but and I thought I was out. But then I didn't realize that I picked North Carolina and they weren't done playing yet. <laughs> and I was really excited about that choice. And I, um, I, half the game happened to have just started. And that was a, such a fucking good game. North Carolina beat Kentucky in the last six seconds of the game mm-hmm. with a two-point shot. And it was great. And, I mean, North Carolina is great anyway. But right. they, that was great for me because then now we're tied. Okay. Um, so that means I'm not, because I don't like to lose. So, I mean, it means I didn't she lose doesn't. yet. But... I have no, I have no teams in the final four because I picked Kansas as my final. Um, you have no teams in the final four. You only have one. But wait, I thought you said you have North Carolina. I yeah, but I picked uh, Oregon to beat North Carolina. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. So you have one team in the final <laughs> four. Oh, wait, then. I do. What am I saying? I'm like, wh- wait, no. Analytics happening get, right? right before your eyes. <laughs> So I have Gonzaga in the final Oh, one okay, the final okay. This, yeah, this is the deal. So I picked... Um, and I picked them to win it. So I oh. could win it all because if whoever... If we... The the way we're doing the bracket is if you is picked... Is between you two? Or yeah, that? just okay. between us two. And, you know, the people of Wendy's. We did the Wendy's bracket on Twitter. Well, that we just we just chose we just somebody like, to do it through. Do so it. that way, like... Like the fast food chain? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's like a whole thing. Because they, cause they oh, basically yeah. just did it for us. We just, like, told them stuff and they put it together they for just, us. And then... Um, if we end up being like one of the top winners, we win like Frosties or something. I would. Yeah. I, I hope you win. I mean, I haven't had a Frosty. I haven't had a Frosty in like at least five years. Okay, so here's a pro tip: they're still fucking phenomenal. Oh my god, I'm so excited <laughs> about this. They're still they're so good. I'm I found so, a Wendy's dupe too, by the way. Where's we Wendy's? Like, we don't even know where there's a fucking Wendy's. Okay, I found one by me. So, okay, this. I'm sorry, I didn't. Like, I got one on Sunset. I got a little confused by all of the. Analytical discussion. <laughs> um, so I picked North Carolina in the final four to okay. beat Oregon, and you picked Gonzaga, and they're playing South Carolina, and your odds are better because South Carolina's ranked seventh and Gonzaga's mm-hmm. ranked first, but it that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. Yeah. Um, but you also have a, what I meant to say was your odds of winning, beating me are higher because you have a team in. You picked the team that, or the team that, Gonzaga is the team that you picked to win the whole thing, and they're still in it. And I picked Kansas to win the whole thing, and they're still not in it. So you have two more chances. I have one. Got it. So if Gonzaga wins and North Carolina wins, then we're both tied at 43 games, and then Gonzaga still has a chance to beat me. Right. What happens if we tie? We didn't plan for that. Well, I can, you can still beat me, and I can still beat you. So here, it would be an, I'm the underdog here. It would be an upset. I would be like South Carolina in the final four if I beat you at this point because I would have to North Carolina to win and then Gonzaga would have to lose to a team ranked seven. Right. So I don't think people if like this were Vegas and anybody gave a shit, nobody would be like betting on me. (laughs) 
<laughs> but the ups, the payout's probably much higher if you do and I win. So good update. I'm she's she's plus five hundred. Yeah, there you go. So that's my update. I um, love it. And if we tie, it's boring as fuck, and we'll just go like eat frosties and uh, yeah. take, together. Do Insta stories about it. I don't know which outcome provides more frosties is I think the most important question that's, here. I don't know. Um, which outcome? Yeah. Is if we win the Wendy's thing. Oh, okay. right? Well, if you, if Gonzaga wins, because that means you pick the winner. Right. So I'm, there's a I higher... Ch- yeah. And, um, but we can still win the Wendy's thing based on like total wins. So the way that we did it was either if neither of the teams that we picked to win um, say they don't win, then it goes based on total wins. And mm. then mm-hmm. if I am beating her by five wins, but her team wins the whole thing, then... It trumps me. I see. Yeah. So do you, are you in a pool? Um, I spend like a minute and a half every year making a bracket <laughs> and I pick, Kentucky, that's how long we that's did it. We and did. I pick Kentucky to win every year. Um, just it's, because I just kind of, I mean, I, I'm not, did you watch that game by the course. way? Oh my yeah. God. That was such a good game. It, wasn't it? it was, it was, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I don't really pick, like I, I, like I said, I don't, it's, I'm not, I don't right. follow. Yeah, we, no, we, we either. did it through and Wendy's. That's not a, like, that's not like a real <laughs> way people real. do it. Okay. But, uh, I have, we did it for winning Frosties, not money. It. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but there's a very interesting Kaggle competition, which like, which pits people's, um, kind of like data driven machine learning tech al- algorithms, excuse me. And, uh, and it's, and, and that's actually really interesting. So shout out to Michael Lopez and uh, Greg Matthews because they, they won that one year. Nice. And, um, so yeah. the, the the brackets then are just March Madness is just pure luck because I read oh, it's not it's not pure luck but it's it's the problem is not the luck within the individual games mm-hmm. the problem is the luck within large um, pools of players so you you're right. gonna teach now us and our listeners how to gamble and win <laughs> yes. and then maybe next we can learn how to count cards sure right. <laughs> so so the issue is is it's like. My data-driven approach is always going... Well, I should say always, but it's more likely going to be better on, in the long run against your sort of random guessing approach. Right. The problem is, is my data-driven approach is not going to beat 2.7 million other approaches. Yeah. So it's like if I can face each of those 2.7 million people individually across a long timeline, I will win. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, it's unlikely I'm going to beat any of those people all at once. So... In so the March Madness bracket, yeah, exactly. Right. So some, you know, that's why you see that, like, you know, only forty people picked the Final Four correctly with like some bullshit team that like no one in the right mind would ever pick. Like, yeah, not, neither no of us sk- picked South Carolina. But there's no skill in that. That yeah. that is luck. You yeah, know? You, I, you didn't have a premonition. Like, you didn't. There was no nothing that said, "All right, I really think South Carolina's got it this year." No, you just like South Carolina, so you picked that. Well, yeah. you know, the coach of South Carolina had a premonition that they were going to win. That's crazy. He, I was Which never happens the in sports. News. Wait, no. what? <laughs> he, the coach was doing a post-game interview that I caught, and he was like telling the interviewer, he was like, well, I went to sleep last night, and I woke up at 3 in the morning in a hot sweat, and I had a dream of exactly how the end of the game was going to play out. Oh, Lord. And then it did in real life. He like had a premonition that they were going to win, and then they won. That's so like anti everything you're about. Exactly, you know? I just like making decisions based on someone's <laughs> dream. But he did. He said that like he realized as the game was like developing that everything ha- was happening was what he had dreamed. You know that oh. why that makes me so annoyed because I'm a Clemson Tiger and our number one rival is the University of South Carolina. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean you have the the college football championship. Yeah, that's too. way I, more yeah, so exciting. What? Than that I doesn't mean that. I that was that all of two months ago. So you yeah. are probably it, pretty but, over that but now. The, no, but it doesn't mean that I'm ever going to want South Carolina to win. Listen, anything. if the Kings won the title and then like FSU was in the final four, fuck FSU. I don't care. Right. 
yeah 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 totally kind totally. of yeah that's true yeah um but, well anyway i mean i'm just not a gamecock fan that's yeah. all i'm Fair saying enough. you know Fair enough. <laughs> so um, do you want to tell uh it's time for baller stories we always uh invite our guests to share uh baller stories with us that can be anything from like um oh do i have to go first here yeah you go first okay. and then maybe it'll inspire us to yeah because we don't usually like come up with ours in advance we just like do it okay on the fly, we, we you know? like to you'll inspire us so so when i was asked to do this podcast i spent <laughs> she already laughing because she knows a little bit of this um i spent like uh i was like okay let's go see what this is all about and i listened to the episode with mm-hmm. I'm forgetting her name. She Nicole has three, Amy she has three of, Yeah, she has three of them. And to Nicole's uh, episode. Yeah, okay. so I listened to what, she I, has three, who has three of what? She, she has three, three names. names. So I couldn't remember her name. Nicole. She has three oh, of them. Oh, 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 okay. Um, and uh, I vaguely know who she was because I thought she was hot because she was on this show. The show mm-hmm. called what was it called again? Funny, funny Girls. Yes, Funny, funny Girls. girls? And, no, that's Nicole Amy Schreiber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about um, um oh, someone no, else who has Nicole three names. Sidemen. Yeah, no. I thought you were talking about oh. Nicole we had Sidemen. Two Nicoles on our oh. show. Yeah, Nicole Amy sorry. Schreiber. Yeah, Nicole. Well, this Schreiber. one has one extra name, so it's even better. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, um, Nicole. Yeah, she's a comedian. Yes, that so, was one of my favorite ones yeah. actually. Right. So, I, well, uh, I am disappointed that you guys talked about boobs much more in her episode than you did in this <laughs> one. So, um, I feel like I, you know, I kind of shortchanged there, but, um, anyway, so for you listeners at home, go listen to that episode, a lot of discussion about boobs. Um, and anyway, so I, 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 um, know who she, I don't, I don't know her personally, but I, but I know of her, um, because she was on that show, Funny Girls. And the only reason I know that is because I actually, uh, went on a date with a girl from that show, which, um, which it was actually, coincidentally enough, another uh, example of like I actually happened to be at a show she was at. I was like, oh, she's kind of cute, and I like actually chatted her up, and it was it was it was for the show, which was terrible. Um, what the date? Yeah, <gasps> like I wanted to go on like a date date with Wait, her. Wait, so you like, were you, you be, on the show? I don't have I haven't had cable in ten years, oh and even if God. I did, I would never in a million years watch that. Nothing personal, Nicole. You've Amy, probably whatever. been on the show. I mean, it's Wait, possible. so she said what? You'd be perfect for what? The show, and I was like, I don't really like to perfect to be, be on a date with you on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! And so, so you went I, on a I, there's date. A thing. I do I do reality TV like once every six years. It's like clockwork. <laughs> so you so you were on a reality TV show date. Yes. Oh my oh. god! Which was awkward as fuck. Uh, not because of the reality TV show part of it, but because of this individual person part of it. Um, but it was it was. I mean, it was a little bit. I had to like walk okay. her out of the restaurant like four different times. It was a whole right. thing. By the way, if, if it's on TV, like you don't need to conceal any of the details because we'll just go watch it. You right. know? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's whole entire things that are filmed that are obviously cut. From oh, reality. like so, if it did, so, I have no idea. Oh, I, I, okay. I, like I said, I don't have cable. I certainly don't have whatever channel that was on. And even if I did, I would certainly not watch that. So nothing personal. To well, anyone. I'm gonna show. watch it. Well, now we're um, gonna go try to find it. So, who yeah. was it? Was it Esther Steinberg? I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, then, like, nothing happened. Like, no, what happened? I, I, Did you give her a kiss at the end of the date? On no, TV? I like, think what I happened? Gave, this is so me. I think I gave her a hug and kissed her on the top of the head, which is. I mean, I'm like, so I'm like almost six foot five mm-hmm. and she's not. And I mean, it was just a very, I mean, it was just, was it your was date terrible. like produced at all? <sighs> I mean, yeah, kind of like so she, so um, reality TV. So, is so yeah, horrible. she, it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't so much that it was that, um, 
she clearly had like bits that she wanted to run, and I and and Ooh, I was that's so creepy. Yeah. For and she, first of all, she's she's this this particular individual very talented. And what's weird is I living in Los no, Angeles. No, she is li- living I mean, in Los Angeles. She's like, on that show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people trying to be comedians and uh, present company excluded. They're all terrible, and and they're all like they're these people who like at dinner parties are like you know, <laughs> and then I said they don't even make a seventy five. Am I right, guys? Like they're just, <laughs> they're just, they're just they're, <laughs> oh my god, that's such a a great impression of a schmucky yeah. comedian, and, you know? And, and so what's weird is in person, this particular individual is like really kind of timid and kind of bizarre, kind of like off a little bit. But on stage, she's like a force. She's like very, very talented. And I, I, I've never seen that kind of paradigm before. And so I remember talking to her like off the show, trying to like set up this date. I'm like, I can't tell if this is because this person is younger than me or if like it's because they're trying to put forth some sort of reality TV thing or whatever. But oh my God, this is so weird and painful and awkward and terrible. But yet on stage, I mean like... Legit. Why, why did you have to walk her out a couple four times? Like I'm just interested. Like, like which, did she, she get having meltdowns? I, no, I don't know if they didn't get it right production. or yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's so fucking stupid. That's like not a real date. So so you kind of went into it like actually wanting to go on a real date yeah. with this girl. Oh, I had no I had no desire to be on her dumb show. Did you oh, ever talk to her after the show? Um, I, I mean after think, the date. Rather? Here, here's the thing. This is. I, I, I think I drunk texted her a bathroom selfie once, <laughs> which Shirtless might be the wor- yeah, I, it might be the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, those are damn. Um, I used that baller story last week. It uh, connected so well. <laughs> so no, I mean, I you know, like uh, nothing ever. And I, actually, I watched some of her comedy, and apparently, she. I don't know if this is for comedic effect or if this is legit, but she apparently only dates fat people, and I am. By no means. No, a you're fat not person. fat. But no, you were good for TV, person. so that should make Ugh. you feel good at yeah. friendly, for the very least. At the very least, yeah. she just used you for TV. seriously. And it, I mean, it. How whatever. does it feel to be used I, it's, oh, <laughs> by a it's, woman? It's, you went uh, on a reality terrible. TV produced <laughs> date. Did you guys have? Did you kiss at the end? No, I felt like she gave her a kiss on the right, top of the head. Right. And oh, the yeah, that's was, right. That's right. I'm sorry. It was like at a decent Italian restaurant, and I was like, at least I can get. Like I had to drive the freaking Hollywood, and like I had to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, and I was like, like. It was just like forced, and I was like, I kind of wanted to eat, but I didn't want to eat because I'm like being filmed. I'm right. like, this food is good. I don't even want to drink what I want. Like, it was this oh, whole thing, and it was just like, at the end, I'm like, I'm still hungry. Like, this could not have gone any worse. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. So that's my baller. I didn't I didn't like baller about no, that. No, that's such a... No, that's a, that's a baller, baller story. story. <laughs> I mean, it would fits the category very well of the types of stories that we tell, and I wish... That it generated one for me, but I, I, I didn't. I sometimes we don't always today. tell baller stories, okay. especially if one person just has a great one, and we're like, "Well, yeah. you know, I, I can't really." I was never on a reality TV show date, let alone a reality TV show. Um, well, I've been on multiple reality TV show dates, but that's for the next time. Yeah, one well, the prequel, on? or no, that's not what I meant. The, the sequel. The one I, the only reality show I'd ever want to be on was Millionaire Matchmaker. Matchmaker, only because I love Patty Sanger. Oh, she's kind of hot. Yeah, she's. I just like love her <laughs> attitude and her mindset and like her whole she's thing. She's such a bitchy Jew. She is. Yeah. But I just want her to judge me. Like, I just want to do that scene Yeah, get judged. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, she's like, okay, so what are you looking for? And, like, I want to, like, have my all my things that I want her to judge my, like, outfit and my response and I just want her to be like, you can come to the mixer. And then, like, <laughs> I don't really want to, like, date those millionaires because they're all, like, I have a, a friend weird. who was on that show. It was a little weird, but... I have... I've got a baller story now. I uh, was at a conference working and I... 
I have this problem often where I I talk to a lot of people all the time and I interview people and I will remember someone's Ooh, face. I have a baller story for somebody else. Okay, go yeah. ahead. There we <laughs> go. Yeah. And I like I tend to remember your face, but I can't always place you. So I'm at this tech conference thing and this guy comes up to me and he's talking to me and I'm like, God, he looks so familiar. What, like, do I know him? And I said that to him and I was like, how do I know you? Like, like, did you, we ever work together? Were you at this thing before? Like, where do you live? And we're like going through all this stuff, like for five minutes. And then finally he's like, well, I was on Millionaire Matchmaker and I'm like, that's it. That's where I know. From. Was he from? Okay, from. he was like on the show. He was like, uh, oh, he had what was his name? Like Osaye, Oduye, oh, okay. something like that. Wow, that's but impressive that you even know that. It was like he was so nice, and he was like, then he hit on me, and he gave me his card, and was like, you should like, you know, we both live in L.A. because I had just moved to L.A. and he was like, and we emailed. I emailed him. I was like, great talking to you, blah blah, because I'm like, I'm new. I need to make contacts, like meet people. Um, but we never actually like went on a date or anything. But can I tell like a quick millionaire matchmaker story? Yeah. So I've seen like, I, well, I've seen maybe like the fifteen minutes that my friend was on, and then I've seen like maybe a minute and a half of the rest of it. And the, the my the only thing I love about this show is the woman was explaining like the rules for dating. Yeah. And she says you can do whatever you want, but you can't put your penis or like you, you, the guy can't put his penis. And she points here, here, and here. She wants three places, and I'm like. <laughs> Is that third place like necessary? Like she she points to her crotch and she points to her mouth and she points to her butt. Like uh-huh. those are the three things you can't do. I think that's her rule. <laughs> yes. And I was like, is that a problem? Are people having like anal on first dates? I like, don't know. That's, that's like a I, very intense first date. Right. Yeah, and we're watching that and thinking like, I don't, what, what is this show? That's not a first date. Yeah. It's not a first date. Anyway, no. sorry. Yeah, that's I interesting. Like rules. Um, What's your baller? Oh, it, well, okay. It, it, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it's related to reality TV, but it would be better if I actually, like, I knew this guy, but I, um, but I, but his like reputation preceded him. Okay. So when I first started working for this company, um, like my very first job out of college in whenever, whatever year that was, it was like, I don't know how many years after the very first bachelor and you know, I'm a big, like, well, I'm not a huge bachelor bachelorette, like the whole time, but I just, I get into it and then I get out. Like I was really into the last one anyway. So it was the very first one, very first bachelor. Okay. And this guy w- that I worked with, um, he stopped working there by the time when I w- when I got there. But I met him a couple times because he like interviewed me. He was a real dick. Like everybody <laughs> hated him though. He, he sounds like the owner of the Kings guy. Like just like <laughs> bring me all this data for free. Never mind. I'm not going to use it. Just like you hate this guy. Okay. Like you don't want to work with this guy. And he worked there very briefly. Interview. I, mean, I remember even the interview. I was like, ew. He seems like mm. not somebody I'd want to work for. And then he ended up retiring or something so apparently before i started working there his girlfriend dumped him out of the blue oh a fiance i'm sorry his fiance who lived with him they were together for like a decade just dumped him out of the blue and he was like so confused and she showed up as a contestant on the very first bachelor now everybody i worked with hated this guy because for reasons i've described Mm -hmm. so it was like every week they would watch the show (laughs) and she would keep making it and every monday he would come into work just like completely like ego, yeah, ego beaten down. Like Aww. it was like probably they. Th- some people said 
the best thing that could have happened to them because he just like it, he was like getting a reality check. This guy like was such like a narcissist, like uh, you know, wow. asshole. So don't you know she goes on to become his wife. No. She wins the show. That's the only ones that are actually together, I think, too. No, they broke up. But um. she um, very first bachelor. Um, she was the very first woman, wow. like she, she was never the bachelorette. So I don't know what to call her. Like the winner, oh, like she's yeah, the one yeah. who gets the final rose or whatever. Yeah. She, and she's totally from New Jersey. Cause that's wow. where I'm from. And, um, <laughs> she's totally like jersed out. And so not only did this guy abruptly lose his fiance, but every week, like he was talking shit and then he stopped talking shit because she kept making it and she won isn't that crazy so it's not really like my like I I wasn't there for that but I still think it's a good like reality TV show dating story so I'm just gonna just that's my story for this week that's good I like that I think the guy's name was Ayunde Ayunde I think that was his first sounds like a car company yeah it just (laughs) came to me but anyway well thanks for filling us in on all the my mind is spinning if you have anything more on the Patriots or any winning teams and their obvious things that they do I would love we'd love some follow up yeah and if people uh, who are listening have more questions or want to stalk you on social media can they and if they can where what if they they? want to like hypothesis test with you (laughs) yeah do you like that one I'm all about (laughs) p-values it's uh, it's uh, at Jeremy Abramson J-E-R-E-M-Y A-B-R-A-M-S-O-N on Twitter on Twitter and on any your other your other favorite social media things although I won't add you on any of the other ones so just the Twitter just just Twitter I probably won't add you on Twitter that's such a Jewish last name for for a self-proclaimed not real Jew. Well, I just said I wasn't really Jewish because I was like bar mitzvah and all but that Abramson stuff. But Abramson is a, yeah, is a pretty, really... My middle name is David. It's pretty damn Jewish. Oh, You're very, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of I have Jewish. your hand on my neck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really, guys. It's just uh, being funny over here. We're tired. We are. Well, thanks so <laughs> much. Thank, Thank you so, so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for all of the new followers we have. The, like Our listenership is going up and up and up. We appreciate you so much. Don't forget to rate and review us. It's so important to our podcast just five stars only um if you don't like us don't rate and review us just email us and we'll we'll do better for you and write all the things you like and then don't forget baller mail at playing wballs at gmail.com and then all the social media is playing with balls instagram twitter and facebook